Yes, sir. It's another week, which means it's another opportunity to create some content here in our lovely, beautiful new digs at Brandstar <laughs> Studio uh, on Paper Route, presented by I Am Athlete. Ashley Nicole Moss, uh, before we even jump into sports, before we even jump into news of the day, maybe uh -oh. this is news of the day. Can we talk a little bit about Beyonce? Yes, we can. <laughs> we sure can talk about Queen B. Are you a part of the Beehive? I've been a Beehive member since I was a little girl. Um, yeah, so I'm a proud Beehive member. I've been there since, I feel like birth almost, since she's been a Destiny's Child. But it's just gotten more um, intense the older I've gotten. So yeah. It's unbelievable. I'm here. Did you go? No, I didn't go. So was, was oh. it last night? Because you like no, to no, post no, content was, later. No, like, I do. Late. Um, no, it was Friday night Okay. Um, at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, and it was, as you know, Miami in August. It was extremely humid, but um, even she, she was making faces, like, on stage, like, because she's in these elaborate costumes, and you can see she was even, like, warm. Right. But it was amazing. Jay-Z was there. Blue Ivy performed on stage with her during their, their um, she's getting better. segment. Yeah, she's so good, so confident. The crowd loved her. It was just amazing to, it was amazing. Every time she puts on a show, it's worth the money. She right. has three hours, multiple costume changes. Just, she's actually Set singing. Changes. The mic is on, as Prince used to say. My mic is actually on. She's actually singing, dancing. Are we certain of that? Yeah, I mean, she was singing, singing, like, singing. Like, in, in the first, her first costume was nothing but vocals. Like, she wasn't even dancing. It was what, just nothing but straight singing. Would you consider her more of an entertainer or a vocalist? Both. You think she's both? I think she's a vocalist at times, but overall, I would say she's an entertainer. Right. Yeah, but the, the girl can sing. So for people who don't think she can sing, she can sing. Just want to put that out there. Love it, love it. All right, so we have some news of the day. Uh, Ashley, I don't know if this weekend, well, hell, I'll say it. I don't think this was a great uh, sports weekend. Okay. I mean, no basketball, obviously. Well, a little basketball, which we'll talk about. Yeah. You no, got yeah, yeah, yeah. Team Anthony USA. Went off. But who's watching that? I watched. No, it. you did not. I did stop, watch it. Stop it. I'm a big Anthony Edwards fan. I was home. I happened to turn it on. I watched it. I haven't been watching any of the other games. I will say that. But this particular one I watched. And I'm glad I watched this one. He went off. I feel like, you know, even uh, I feel bad because we talk a lot about ball, football, and uh, I'm not watching preseason, right? And I feel. Like at I'm least you, letting at the least people you admit down. It. I can't. Okay, cool. Because you got games because Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. When I say I don't watch preseason, because I'm like it doesn't matter, it doesn't count, and everyone calls me you're a casual football fan. But I'm glad an actual football player no does not watch preseason. Thank but, you. But we have to prepare for the season, and I think what we have to do is we we maybe go watch film. You got to figure out a way to understand what's happening in practice because when game when right. week one come. We need to know what's happening outside of um, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo right. Bills and, you know, the teams that we know are going to be at the top. The Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, there's so many more but players. But you're also watching it through a different lens. I think as a normal just viewer of the sport, you just have to be so thirsty for football to right. really watch preseason. Like, if you are, like, playing in it or, or even, like, just being part of preseason from an athlete standpoint, I totally get it. But, like, as a fan, you'll catch me after Labor Day. Right. Like, okay. I'm cool. Well, news of the day, and welcome to Paper Route. Little banter between Ashley and I, a little all over the place. Uh, but we're going to start with some news of the day. Ashley, combat sports. It was uh, UFC. 
Okay. Uh, Woo, was it UFC 290 or they at 300? I don't know what the hell that where, where they're at now, but there was a big fight. Sean O'Malley and also Sterling. Woo, what's his first name? Aljamain Sterling. He goes down in the second round. Did you watch this? I didn't. But I do like Sean O'Malley. We actually met him. I actually met him for the first time um, at Radio Row in Arizona. Yep. Um, and I enjoyed him. He had a cool, like, vibe about him. He's somebody I could see, like, myself, like, hanging out with just as, like, a friend. He has, like, a cool energy about him, but I did not watch. No, well, be honest this was a big fight for him, so let me break it down for you. And maybe, Wu, if you're mic'd up, you can jump in and explain to us as well, because you know uh, you have a better handle around UFC and combat sports. But... Sean O'Malley, I think he was 16-0, 17-0 before this fight. Mm -hmm. He's fighting against a guy, Al Jermaine Sterling, who's like the king of the banterweight, correct? Correct. And, and so he literally hit him with a right, put him down, and then it was over. Okay. And this was big for him because, like you said, we sat down, we talked to him. The fans love him. Mm -hmm. And he could potentially be next. Mm -hmm. So for him to go out there on this stage, knock him out the way he, he did, finish him, mm -hmm. he could be a, another UFC star. I did hear he called out Tank, though. Yes. So somebody explain that to me, like, in basketball terms. So in, bas in, in basketball <laughs> terms, <laughs> the, in basketball terms, it's like, let's say it's one-on-one. -on -one. Let's keep it in one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. So you, you, you're, you're playing against, uh, let's say, um, you're playing against... The hundredth ranked guy in the NBA, one on one, you demolish him, okay. you beat him, and then you call out KD. Okay, where am I in like the? So NBA you're Sean ranking? O'Malley. No, but like, where am I in the ranking? Am I like a middle tier player? Like, am I? You're middle like, tier. Top Sean O'Malley's middle tier. Am I top twenty five? Am I like what? What am I in basketball terms, Andrew? I would say you probably like top twenty. Okay, so I'm top twenty. I beat Sean O'Malley's top twenty. Okay. No, he's not. He's so, top five in his 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 division. So you take top twenty-five overall in the sport. So he should he was supposed to be a top one hundred player. No, so no, you're so, I thought you were talking yeah, about so if tank. I'm, if I'm top twenty, oh, okay. No, no, no. Oh, so no, but I'm saying this particular fight that he just won, he was supposed to beat that guy. Like it wasn't like a surprise, no, right? No, no, no. He wasn't supposed he to beat wasn't this guy. He wasn't supposed to beat him. Okay, so this is more like, I got it. This is more like your top 25, you take out KD, and then now you're calling out LeBron. Or you're calling out Jokic, Correct. or somebody who just won a championship. Correct. That's what that's exactly That's exactly okay, what's happening. It. Okay, got it. We'll see what happens. I mean, Wu, do you think that this dude could potentially be the next face of the UFC? Javante, Javante Tank Davis is not fighting Sean O'Malley. It's not happening. Why? Sean O'Malley potentially could get, you know, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, but Tank is focused on Devin Haney. He got to get through Shakur Steven. Like, come on, he ain't going to go fight no, no, no 
Sean O'Malley. Maybe in five years when it's all said and done, he goes the Floyd Mayweather route and go pick up I'm some big bags. I'm for our next topic. Also, all right, so there you go. Sean O'Malley, there he is. Go, uh, Ryan Garcia even called him out, right? Ryan Garcia goes out there and says, look, is gonna happen. you know, look, you're He's good, but tall, come on, dude. stop it, man. I would love You'll get to go your ass knocked out, basically. But it'll happen. Ryan Garcia's a nice guy. I said this was going to happen years ago. You know who's not getting knocked out? They got so much shit saying I was going to be champ. I'm going to be the next big star. I'm going to be this, just had their league so much hate and cup shit. and enter Miami are champions for the first time ever with a win over um, Nashville Football Club. Now, if you remember, Nashville Football Club's head coach said that we didn't lose. We're not going to lose to um, they were talking all that smack about Messi right. and the inner Miami and trying to downplay the other guys on the team. But the jokes on them because not only did they win the league's cup, they won it in Nashville. But a fun stat for people like Brandon, who think that Messi is washed. Listen to this. I stopped saying that before, before people really believe that. I did not say he's washed. <laughs> you didn't? He's not in his prime anymore. It's a difference. Okay, whatever. He's like LeBron right now. LeBron is LeBron. Is LeBron is LeBron still the best in the world? I'm done beefing with LeBron Go. fans. I have Go. no answer to that question. <laughs> but listen, before Messi joined Inter Miami, was it was the worst team in the MLS. They had five wins in 22 matches. Now they are seven and zero and just won the league's cup since his arrival. So. Absolutely incredible. It was really cool. There was a moment where he actually shared um, the League's Cup mm -hmm. with the former captain of Inter Miami. So for people who yeah, don't know, then. Messi became the captain when he arrived. In, that was in, dirty. I mean, it was expected. But it was a really nice moment because he tried to give him the, the captain armband and right. put it on his arm. And the guy was like, no, 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 I don't want it. And eventually, when they went on to the winner's circle in the stage, they both list, um, hoisted up the trophy together, mm -hmm. and it was really cool. So, Messi, you know, definitely, um, you know, he's a team guy. He's, a, he's so, a GOAT. He's the GOAT. He's this phenomenal player, but you also see a difference. How he really likes yeah. his teammates. He's a team guy. It's really cool to see. Listen, that was a cool moment. Uh, I wish we had the, the B-roll here, but um, after they won it, like you said, he tried to give Yeldon... Um, not only the captain's Ar sweatband, armband, arm yeah. but also like, yo, come share in this moment with me. You come hoist up this this trophy, which was dope. But Ashley, he should have never been given that captain's badge from the start, right? Like, you don't come in mid-season and then you say, okay, now I'm taking, I'm stripping this from our guy who's been here for years, the good, the bad, I don't the think ugly. He was stripped without them. I think the team voted. I there's believe. no vote. That was the, that was there, the story. Was that the team voted to make him captain? Uh, but there shouldn't. That had to come from the higher up. Say, hey, let's take a vote and let's discuss this. I feel like that should have been shell for next season. Next season, we know what it is. Of course, Messi's going to be the captain. Does it really matter? But halfway next through season, the year, this season, it was going to yes. happen anyway, Brandon. Yes. I mean, how would you feel, right? Like, cool. I feel great. I just won a league's cup. All right, so let's go back to basketball terms, mm -hmm. right? So. You're Chris Paul. You're Devin Booker. You're the captain of the Suns. Mm -hmm. Halfway through the year, we go trade for KD. Mm -hmm. And then now they say, okay, Devin Booker, we're going to take that captain badge from you and we're going to give it to KD. Did they vote on it or did they just tell me? <laughs> oh, my goodness. How would you well, feel? Well, let me say this. How would you feel? Let me say this. Let me, let me up the conversation. So 
They take the captain badge from me, the captain title or whatever from me. Do I feel a way about it in the beginning? Maybe. Now, do the Suns go ahead and win the championship? Bygones be bygones. You can have no. the captain title. We just want a chip. No. I have a parade in Phoenix. I have a ring. A it's a championship ring. I feel like at that yet. point, I don't think it really matters. It matters. It doesn't matter. Um, more news. Al Halal. Saudi Arabia, like yeah, they're 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 dominating sports headlines right now. So Ashley, they're breaking you this. down. Eventually, you're going to accept that sports is going to run through Saudi Arabia. Come I don't care right. how you feel about it. But did you see what they did for Neymar? They sent I over, I think it's a 747, like a Boeing 747, to pick him up to fly him from Paris to Saudi Arabia. Like. I mean, he probably had five or six, maybe ten people on his, you know, on his team with him. Like, look at this. This is ridiculous. But this is why they're winning, right? They're not winning. They're, they are Hello. winning. But you got, you know what? You have Giannis. Giannis came out, I think, yesterday and said, "I want to go play in Saudi Arabia." I know he was just playing, but he's coming out saying, "Man, there's so much money over there." When I say winning, I mean, all right, you saw what they did in golf. Now what they're trying to do in soccer. But they're not actually winning. Like, they're not winning things. They're just, they're getting people, they're blowing, they're spending, like, just a gigantic amount of money. It's pennies to them. But they're not winning anything. Like, they don't win things. They don't, they're, they, you know what this, they're winning? This, their league is terrible. Like, it's not going to be winning a championship anytime soon. It's taking time, but you don't think that they can disrupt NBA, MLS, no. the Premier League. Because if they're taking the biggest stars, they're actually creating a lot of opportunity for themselves to be the next league. If you look up and all your best soccer players are now in Saudi Arabia, that's a big deal. I, I don't, don't know what their plans are for, for, for basketball, but think about even James Harden. James Harden last week, and I think this was part of his tactics of, you know, getting uncomfortable and making a messy situation even messier. But he's like, look, I want to come to China, right? Like he said, I think my fans des deserve to see me play in China, right? All the love that I get here. Now, I think a lot of that is him posturing, you know, because he's playing this, this game with the, the 76ers. But at the same time, like, you don't think James Harden can make $40 million over in China? Yeah, but I think the difference is, is like, China is the equivalent for American ball players as what the Saudi is, the Saudi, the Saudi league is for soccer players. What I mean by that is you're not going to see a soccer player in their prime. Think of Mbappe. Go over to Saudi Arabia because they're not going to win. They're not a competitive league. They're a league that's glitz and glamour because they spend a whole lot of cash. You don't pay taxes. They give you a jet. It's like for guys who've already kind of won and done all the things, like a Ronaldo, who's won all right. the, t who's won everything that there is to w win, essentially. Now he just wants to chill, collect his check, live a lavish lifestyle. Or a guy like Neymar, who's been plagued by a lot of injuries, is not nearly the player that he was when he first, you know, started the sport, and didn't really garner any interest from any of the Premier Leagues or the Championship League when he said he wanted out of. Um, PSG, so he goes over here where they treat him like royalty. He gets paid a crap load of money, but he's not going to win. You're not going to see a player who actually is still able to play the sport and win the sport right. in the highest level possible go over to play for Saudi Arabia. I just don't see it. 
you know, look, first you got to look at it this way. All right, different categories. Athletes play for different reasons. Right. Some play uh, to break records or to win. Some play for the fame. Some play uh, for the money, right? So I do think that, you know, there will be athletes in their prime that make that move. You saw it in golf. Some of our best golfers went over there um, and played in that league, but then they end up, com you know, uh, merging with um, PGA. Well, golf's, but, a, golf's a bad example, though, because only a certain amount of guys in the PGA make a crap load of money. Like that's true. That's Woods, true. But you know if, what I mean? but, like, but if but think about this though, let's go back to let's go back to soccer. If a guy in his prime is a guy that plays for the money, mm -hmm. then there's no competition. They're going to go over there, right? Some guys aren't here to win championships. That's one of the things used to piss me off being in a locker room. Never forget after my rookie year, we just got knocked out out of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Okay, we get knocked out of the playoffs. And this might be a little too much information, uh, meaning that, like, we weren't in the playoffs, but if we won, we were in. We're, San Francisco came to okay. Denver. If we won the game, we would have been in the playoffs, okay? I think we ended up going 9-6 and six that year. Didn't happen. Okay. In the shower. I'm pissed off. You know, fresh into the lead. And then I got a linebacker next to me. We're in the shower. And he's like, hey, how your body feel? I said, I'm good. And he says, that's all that matters. I'm pissed off, got damn near tears in my eyes because we didn't, we're not advancing, we're not going to the playoffs. Yeah. So, Did you guys. Fight him? No, I looked at him like he was crazy. Oh. I looked at him like crazy, but Enough we were naked. Like you guys did like the jail fight, you know? No, no, we, we were, we were <laughs> naked. But if we had, if we had towels on, it could have potentially got a little <laughs> heated, but I think that's what kept me from crossing that line. There's never been a shower fight, like in the locker room. Like, it's just so, like, you're so pissed. Someone just said something so crazy to you. That you have, not to you, but like just that you've seen, like someone said something so crazy, it couldn't even wait till you got out of the shower. You just have to box right there. No? Is I that weird? That is very weird. That's very weird. I don't know if that's weird. Is that weird? <laughs> yes. That's very weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's and just like, could the disrespect wait till you dry off, lotion up, put your clothes listen, on? Listen, for the most part, like in, in the league, that stuff stays on the court, it stays on the field, right? Okay. Like, it doesn't happen absolutely if. Like fights happen, but for it to spill over in the shower and you're naked, that's a whole nother thing. I don't but you know what? Was... I think it happened in college before. Really? Yeah, when I was at UCF, I, I I don't recall, you know, the the guys and what the situation was, but we we definitely witnessed a fight in college. In the shower? Amongst two naked football players, and. Uh, yeah, we were we were shocked. That's we were like, how you do this? <laughs> like, how do you even break it up? Yeah. You can't, like, who's going to run over there? Will you running over there, pulling somebody <laughs> off? Like, and then, you know, it, it, it's slippery. You don't know what you grab. Woo. Can you imagine, though, the core strength and the leg strength you would have to have to stay up during that entire fight when the floor is soaking wet? That's oh it, that goodness. would be impressive. Like, the, the strength alone would just be impressive to me. Um, you know what? We're tripping right now. I got an idea. Ashley, we need to go partner with Saudi 
and cover what they're doing in sports. For real, think about it. It's an easy bag. You going with me? No. What if we go once a month? I'm not going. What if they send the Boeing, the 747 Boeing, and we go once a month, and all we got to do is cover You're Neymar? To we got a girl who in college was offered half a million to go to Dubai, and I didn't take. What if the they're money? giving you a half a million a month for no. us to go over there and cover what they're doing in sports? Six billion? No. That's a bag for us. They need media. They need coverage. Go. Go You're not on. going with me. No, I'm a pass. Five hundred thousand dollars a month. Take Keanu Nagin with you. Five hundred thousand a month. Make it all. Make it all on the go. Paper route on the go. <laughs> Asking Paper Nicole route on the go, Saudi Arabia. You tripping. I'll hold down the fort here in Miami. You tripping, you're no. going. All right, here I'm we go. So, um, a slow news cycle this weekend, but, you know, there were some cool things happening, right? The 747 Boeing was cool, but you know what else was cool was uh, Shakari Richardson, okay? What'd she do? She went out there and she won again, and uh, I think she ran a 10-9. Was it a 10-9? Whatever, but I love her message afterwards, right? Like, we're talking about someone over the last couple of years had to pull herself out of the mud again. You know, it's been the story of her life, but uh, high hopes um, surrounding her leaving LSU. Mm -hmm. She goes out there on the world's biggest stage. Every athlete wants to be in the Olympics, and she can't participate. Why? Right. Because she uh, failed a drug test, right? And for mm -hmm. those who may not know, who Shakari is, Shakari Shakari, um, you know, Google her, right? Because it's an interesting story. We're talking about someone who's super young and she may be entering into her prime. I'm not sure if she's in her prime, but she goes out there and on her path and her journey to the uh, Olympics, the biggest stage of her career, a reporter tells her that her mom passes. So how does she cope with that? She went out and smoked marijuana, right? She fails the drug test, mm -hmm. and uh, it was a big thing. It was a whole debate, and she missed out on a huge opportunity. The following year, she comes back. She didn't look great. This year, she's been tearing up the whole circuit, like winning meet after meet after meet after meet. And this was cool. She, she, she made this statement afterwards. And what I loved about it, it wasn't like... She, she came up with this off the top of her head. It wasn't like this was some, you know, pre-produced, pre-recorded interview. It was right when she left the track. She's still, you know, uh, uh, you know, trying to catch her breath. And the guy asked her about what message she wants to send the world. She's like, I've seen the world be my friend. I've seen the world turn away from me or turn on me. And I thought that was so dope. I love where she's at right now. I don't know if we, do we have any footage or any B-roll of Shikari? Do we have anything there? Any pictures of, of, of her meet? But she, she looks phenomenal, Ashley. Um, have you been following her story? I've been following her story. I haven't seen, I didn't see this race, but I remember covering the story intently um, when I was at Sports Illustrated. This was a huge topic. Um, and everyone was kind of like, you know, 50-50 on, you know, did she, did she deserve the suspension? You know, should she have had to, um, you know, been, should she have been punished? Should she have not been able to participate? It was, it was a very interesting dynamic, an uh, interesting conversation that people were having regarding um, marijuana. And it was also interesting, too, because a lot of people did not like her um, very, like, flamboyant, just in-your-face attitude when she was, you know, being interviewed and things like that. And people 
some of the conversations being had were the difference between how we allow male athletes to kind of lead with that dominance and that trash talk and that, you know, that ego and we kind of chastise female athletes. Right. And that was a conversation that arose from this particular um, story as well. So it was a lot of like, um, there's a lot of in-between narratives and storylines that were happening from this bigger um, story. So it was definitely interesting for sure. S similar to what we saw with Angel Reese, right? Yeah, exactly. You know? The same type of storylines came from the Angel Reese story. That's right. Yeah. I'm so proud of her. Like, yeah, she too. looks phenomenal. And um, I can't wait to see, you know, uh, what she continues to do. You know, I think she's just getting started. Yeah. I mean, she celebrated early. She knew she had the, the race in the bag, and she threw her hands up before, you know, she even crossed the finish line. This is someone that's been through so much, and she's just in a great place mentally. And it's an everyday battle for athletes, you know, at, at this level. You know, you got so many people watching you, you know, huge microphone, cameras everywhere you go and where you turn. So, you know, shout out to, to her. Uh, big love there. Definitely. So we are going to go ahead now. While we finish news of the day in 30 minutes flat, is that a record? Yeah, you can didn't we, talk we, as much. Can we clock that? Yeah, you didn't talk as much. I what do you mean? Usually you, you dominate the show. Oh, okay, it's much. me. It's me. I'm the one yeah. who goes long-winded, blah, 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 whatever. Do you think you talk more than me? Or no. do I talk more than you? What no, do you, think? you definitely talk more than me. We can take it to a vote, though, if you want no, to. No, I don't want to take it to a vote. What we should do is just start timing you know, I can talk. definitely get to my point in and out quicker than you can. I agree with you. Yes, but, but you don't. I agree. I agree with you there. <laughs> I know. But so you, you have four or five points on each topic. But they're quick. Yours are like four or five points each topic in one <laughs> saying. You so might it's be right. like we sit here for five, six minutes listening to you to hit every single point in that window of time. You may I be like right. to space mine out, you know? Ashley Nicole Moss, Brandon Marshall sitting here on Paper Route presented by I Am Athlete. We're also on SiriusXM, Faction Talk Channel 103. Shout out to everybody who's driving and listening to us. Mm -hmm. um, that's a uh, that's big, man. We got people that comes back and watch us on YouTube that rocks with us on SiriusXM and on the radio. Uh, so we love you guys and we thank you. And now... This is actually funny. The chat says that I say more words, but you, you talk longer. You say more like, words. Like, I talk faster and say more words, so it's quicker, but you just talk longer. So, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Listen, while Brandon sits on that, we yeah, <laughs> you see me. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out like what. That's what the chat says. I'm just what? reading what the chat says. It just says like, you you talk longer and I I talk faster with more words. So. Am I clear? Am I concise? Do y'all understand my message? That's the question. Sometimes I be. I be sometimes the message gets lost in translation. <laughs> really? But sometimes the message has already been hit. But you just, you keep, it's like when you make a cake, right? And right. the cake's like, it's good. And you're like, a little bit more frosting. A All little right. bit more frosting. And the next thing you know, the, the cake's like here when it was started here. And it's, but you know what? It is what it is. All right, well, We're let's here. see, let's see. I'm, a, I'm about to do, I'm about to uh, overcook, overbake this, this cake on this next all right, well, we're going to switch a little bit to word on the tweet, and we're going to talk some football. And Pete Carroll, listen, Pete Carroll's over 70 years old. I believe he is the oldest head coach in the NFL. Andrew, fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure that he is. 
But that does not stop this man from being just as athletic as the players he is coaching. And he showed off his arm in Seahawks training camp. And we have the video, so take a look at this. Mm. No, that's not the video. There's a video of Pete Carroll throwing the football. There we go. Here we are. Look at that. Ooh. Ooh. I mean. So Ashley. Look at him running. Look at him running. Oh, he threw it. Look at the no look. <laughs> the no look. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, Ryan. Look Listen, everybody keeps saying Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, but that's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Don't forget, Ryan was the guy. That was doing this first. He's throwing down. See, I didn't see all of these videos. I just saw the ones from the red zone. I didn't know he was doing fringe and backed up. Pete Carroll is 71 years old. Wow. So, Ashley, I was there. That was like my last cup of tea. My last year, 2018. Mm -hmm. I spent, uh, you know, all summer and the fall pretty much in Seattle. Um, and it was awesome. Pete Carroll was awesome. He's one of those guys that I watch. He came in every single day uh, with this energy and this pursuit of excellence. And, you know, he, 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 he was just next level leader. And that's who he is all the time. Mm -hmm. Soon as he steps foot on the grass, he doesn't stop moving. Now, he wasn't, I never seen him do this, but we we're talking about running all over the yeah. place. That's, That's his why workout. He's in great shape. That's his workout. Yeah. That's his workout when he goes out there. I've never seen an environment like that. It's all day competition. As soon as you come in, eight o'clock in the morning, the first thing you're doing is competing. All right, I want Brandon Marshall and I want Russell Wilson up. Give me uh, KJ Wright. Give me, um, you know, uh, 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 Clark, Frank Clark. And I want this guy, that guy. I want this coach, that coach. And you, you know, uh, uh, scout, you come against this coach. And what we're going to do is we're going to do a shootout. Every day it starts with that. Okay. Every day. So I'm not surprised to see Pete Carroll um, adding to his his workout regimen. You know, this is why the Seattle Seahawks for so many years have been good. And I'm expecting big things out of this team. Well, listen, they're 2-0 in the preseason. Um, they beat the Cowboys 22-14 in their second preseason game. Luckily for us, that means nothing. Um, but going back real quickly before we dive into the Seahawks and what they will look like and, you know, what we can expect from the season, Pete Carroll said that he was getting so many responses regarding this video of him on the field throwing around the football, and one of those responses came from Snoop Dogg. So take listen to this. Check this out. Hmm. Pete Carroll, the nerve of you. <laughs> To treat your players with such abuse. Said. Hold on. You should be sanctioned, dog. I thought you was better. This is Snoop Dogg. He basically on behalf of Death Row Snoop Records, said, like, you keep on, treating them players like that, abusing them. You know me. You call them out their name. So he was just like, I'm gonna show up and show out. Cause you know I'm a player. Get your shit together, Pete. I don't want to do it, but I will. Get your arrested. Hey, coach. I got a video earlier today uh, from one of your practices. It has me very concerned. Uh, I keep hearing about the abuse that you're putting on your defensive secondary, shredding them every day with your passes and your running. What are you doing? These are young men out there. They're fighting for their livelihoods, for their jobs. And you make them look like little bitches, okay? You gotta back off.
Because if you're going to make them look like little bitches, I'm going to make you my bitch. All right? And you know I'll do it. Back off, bitch. Back off. Whoa, I had no idea you guys felt like that. <laughs> <laughs> you either competed or not. I mean, it's, the Roger Goodell one, that was funny. Um, that was good. It was good, but listen, I think... Will Ferrell was awesome. I love me some Will Ferrell. I'm a big Will Ferrell when fan. But I, I think it's funny because um, we're always talking about, like, coaches and how you want them. And, and I remember there was a conversation, I think it was actually on Undisputed, where Skip had said something about Andy Reid once, about how is he going to coach or how can you coach top athletes and you're not in shape or something along those lines. Oh, wow. Like, and um, most coaches are out of most shape. Most coaches <laughs> can't do a lot of the things that their athletes can do. But I think also we also underestimate how many coaches can do in some regards some of the things that the athletes can do. They just aren't required to yeah. do them. Seeing Pete Carroll at 71 years old, you almost like respect him a little more when he tells his quarterback to do this to that because it's like I could do it if I had to. Right, like, right. I, now, obviously, not to the level of, you know, in that NFL game, mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to see him get hit, like, mm -hmm. out of the pocket. But it's always cool when you see a coach kind of step outside the coach thing, loosen up a little bit, and, and show them what they can do. Right. So. And, and then also, like, just as from a player's... Oh, sorry, it was Mike McCarthy he said it about. Oh, Mike not, McCarthy. Not Andy Reid. You know, from a player's perspective, it just makes... It's fun, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when you see your coaches... Like you said, step outside of that coach lane mm -hmm. and go out there, run with you, uh, even lift weights with you, throw the ball, you know, try to uh, tackle you. Like I saw Sean Jefferson, a receiver coach for, I don't know if it was the Miami Dolphins, but Sean Jefferson, I don't know where he's at now, but he had on pads. He had a helmet on, he had shoulder pads out, he had cleats, and he was going through the drills with the guys. That gives us energy. Like if a coach want a player, you know, like, if you come in and you feel like, you know, the energy of the team is down, the e easy solution to get the energy up, a coach just come out and participate. Because mm -hmm. now everybody, oh, the coach is doing it, right? Or you throw an offensive lineman and say, go back there and catch some punts. Mm -hmm. So you love that from a, a coach's standpoint. I feel bad. Uh, I kind of messed up my relationship with Pete Carroll. Why? Because I felt like or I had how, to choose. I had to choose between, I felt like uh, I had to choose between Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. And Pete Carroll... We know we weren't, weren't going to mess with that bromance. Yes, and a general manager, Snyder, were always good to me. So their first year, the first year that they got to Seattle, mm -hmm. Pete and Snyder, okay, I was their number one target. And so they flew me out. They put me on a plane similar to, like, what I think we're going to talk about it later, Brandon, you saw Brandon Cooks and... Mm -hmm. Micah and mm -hmm. uh, Gilmore flying around. Like, it was a prop plane like that. Mm -hmm. The owner's prop plane flying around, seeing that they have a name, welcome to Seattle, all of that. <laughs> it was great. Okay. They offered me way more money than the Miami Dolphins. Mm -hmm. And I said no. I said no because my agent was like, this is a great place to hide, Brandon. There's four or five people on the beat covering the team. You Damn. just need to come here, make a lot of money, and just hide, right? Well, what did that have to do with Russell Wilson, though? So... I'm saying that because amazing relationship with them from day one. Fast forward, there's a couple of times they tried to acquire me, tried to figure it out, but just didn't work out. But then I ended up getting there the last year of my, of my uh, career. Okay. Phenomenal relationship. Now Russell Wilson wants to divorce the Seattle Seahawks. They go through this divorce. I'm like the kid here. <sighs> what parent do you choose? 
right? So, so like, I, I'm always going to go with the player, right? Like, I'm always backing the player because, you know, you sit in those seats. I sit in those seats. Mm -hmm. And so when things was coming out about Russell Wilson, mm -hmm. I was like, no, 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 no. I was there. Like, let me explain. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I took Russell's side. And I haven't ran into him. I haven't talked to him. Usually we talk like once or twice a year. And it's been, what, two years? And there hasn't been any communication. So I may have <laughs> burnt that bridge. The chat said you would take a bullet for Russell Wilson. Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. But I am a good friend, though. Like, but I ain't taking no, I ain't, I ain't taking no bullet for Russell Wilson. Would you Wilson. fight, would you, if someone was trying to fight Russell Wilson, would you jump in the fight? I mean, that's anybody. Like, that's not you anybody. don't have to be a friend. You don't even have to be a friend like it. Let's say... Brandon, if you were walking down the street and some guy approached some other guy... No, and no. You, ...and you saw it happening on Lincoln Road, you're not jumping in that fight. So, first, okay, let's say... All right, let's, let's, let me answer that first. I'm the type of person that will probably walk up like, yo, y'all chill, you know, separate. Or if someone is, like, bullying someone else, like, I might jump in and... I'm okay. that guy. But you're not gonna fight. I could. You're gonna fight for some random people could, on LinkedIn. Yeah, Road. I'm that I'm that person, right? Like I'm not the person that's gonna just turn a blind eye that's to something part of your happening. Problem. Right, that's right. <laughs> that's 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 correct. But now if 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 you're not my friend, let's say we're in a group and we go out. Yes. I can't. Like if something happened, uh-huh. Now I'm not gonna put my life in danger. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? People pull out knives and guns, but like I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna support you. I ain't gonna just let you get Whoops. So you wouldn't do it for your friends? No, I'm saying... Like, but you would do it for strangers on Lincoln Road. What if they have knives? No, they said take a bullet. Okay, well, That was the question. I, I, I changed it to fight. I changed it to fight. Yeah, if me, and Russell, if me and Russell's out, of course I'm fighting with him. What if you and Russell are out and Jay Cutler tries to fight him? Would you fight Jay Cutler? Yeah, we jump in Jay Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> jumping Jay Cutler, we jumping him. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna play. You gotta be like, Come on, guys. I love you both. Don't do Correct. this. You're yeah, both I'm, my brothers. I'm playing mediator <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna be there to support you. Okay, so going back to the Seahawks, let's go ahead. One of the things that people are asking. You said they looked good preseason. They're two and zero right now. People want to know: Can this team steal the division from the 49ers? Do they have that much in the tank? that much dip on their chip to make that happen. Yeah, so um, 49ers are the clear-cut favorites. Yes, it's true. Seattle, I just don't know what I'm going to get. You know, uh, what made Seattle so special for a very long time, one is that guy right there, Pete Carroll, right? Like, you talk about ultimate leader mm -hmm. um, and super successful at all levers, that, that's, that's Pete Carroll. Mm -hmm. So it starts with him, okay? Um, but also, they were able to run the ball. Mm -hmm. They had Marshall and Lynch. Um, they had Russell Wilson making big plays and Mr. Clutch, two-minute, right? And then they had the Legion of Boom. Mm -hmm. And so that defense was next level. I hated going up against K.J. Wright and Bobby Wagner and, and uh, Michael Bennett and Cliff Averill in their prime. And we're talking about Earl Thomas and so on and so forth. Richard Sherman, you know, Brandon Browner, like, that's what made that team good. And I've said this publicly, and these are some of the things that I was saying, you know, over the last two years and, and why I brought up, like, I don't know where my relationship is with Pete Carroll, but I'm like, yo, you've been running the same defense and doing the same things for a decade now. It's time to switch. And I always gave this example. If it's third and two to four, mm -hmm. 
Everybody across the league knew what they were running. If I go three by one, so I got I put three receivers on this side, one receiver on the outside, and then I put speed at the three. Speed at the three means like that receiver right next to the tackle. Who's guarding me is KJ Wright. Right. So now I got speed on a big, meaning that you put a Tyreek Hill in that situation and he runs a diagonal across the field, mm -hmm. nine times out of ten you're going to win. So now you're expecting your defense, you're expecting your players to overcome, you know, the playbook and this book that's out on you. And, and I just felt like they got dry. But what they end up doing over the last two years, they start sprinkling in some two. They start blitzing a little bit more. So they added more to their defense. Um, but they're not an elite defense. Offensively, I believe in Geno Smith. I think Geno Smith, this wasn't, a, a, you know, a, a, he's not a one-hit wonder. Like, obviously, he's been in the league, what, 10 years, and last year was a breakout year for him. It's a, it was a, it's a dope story. But he's here to stay for a couple of more years. I truly believe that. I like their receivers, but... You know, to dethrone the 49ers, mm -hmm. like you got to have a top five defense, and they don't have that. And you got to have an offense that is up there with Patrick Mahomes and the Joe Burrows of the world. So if, if I'm a betting man. They're definitely a wild card team, though, would you say? No, I, I can't say that. Really? You have them in your wild card, right? I definitely right? have them in the wild card, for sure. I I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't say that they're, they're definitely a wild card. I wish, do we have that, uh, do we have our playoff predictions, our two early playoff predictions anywhere in the files? I would love to pull that up. Like, Ashley, do you remember uh, who you fact, picked in the I NFC had, and who I had? I know I had the 49ers. I think that right. was easy. Um, I definitely had the Seahawks wild card. I had... So who wins? Let's go here. In, NFC NFC East. Who wins the, the division there? I mean. So the Cowboys. You have the, the Cowboys. Cowboys we the both have the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now let's go to the NFC North. Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings. I had the Vikings. You had the Vikings. Yes. And I And I had, I believe, the Vikings as well. And then let's go to NFC South. Okay. Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers. I had the Saints. You had the Saints. Yes. Here we go. Okay. So this is here. Here. Here I am. Right here. I do have the Seattle. No, is that me? No, this is you, Brandon. I have the Seattle Seahawks in look the playoffs. Look at you. Look at you. Look at oh, you. Oh, wow. Look at I you. I have them in the playoffs. Look at you. Contradicting yourself on live TV. Well, you hear what it says. That's it's way crazy. too early playoff picture. It's way too early. How do I mean, it's way too so early. So how do you have them at two? I, I mean, I'm sorry. How do you have them coming out of, the, going into the playoffs from the NFC, and now if they've actually gone 2-0, and in the preseason, oh you my have goodness, wait, <laughs> well, you have seen what they have looked like at least. Like yeah. this was before you all even saw what they look like. That's now right. that you see what they look like, you now you want to take that back? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not taking it back. Oh, okay. But this is why it's called way too early playoff picture, right? Because we don't know. There's so many things that can happen. Mm -hmm. But if you look at, you know, the AFC and the NFC, there's a few things that are certain, right? If Everyone stays healthy. Philadelphia Eagles are going to be right where they need to be. The San Francisco 49ers are going to be right where they need to be. Mm -hmm. And then you have the Kansas City Chiefs on the AFC side. You have the Cincinnati Bengals on the AFC side, right? You throw the Buffalo Bills up there, right? There's those teams. Everything else, like, we, who, who would have expected last year the Detroit Lions do what they, they did or the Jacksonville Jaguars to have the, the, the second half of the season that they, they had? But to dethrone the San Francisco 49ers, I think that's going to be tough. But in the NFC, I, I, you know, it's clear, obviously, that I have them um, in, the, in the playoffs. But so many things can happen. 
The Atlanta Falcons, you're talking about after two preseason games. Can the Atlanta Falcons be good with B. John Robinson and what they're doing they down there? They can definitely be good. Right. Um, I think you got you like the Carolina Panthers. I don't have them in the playoffs, I, but you I and Thomas them. Davis, you swapped them? Remember, I had, the, I had them, but I had them on my ranking, not my ranking, my playoff picture, because I forgot about the Lions, and I was able to swap them. So right. I swapped them. I took the Panthers out, I put the Lions in. And then you have the Rams, too. Like, you know, I had that extra. I'm the one that took... Yeah, you, extra. you you messed you you safeguard safeguarded right, but I like, didn't do that. A lot of people, I, I stuck to the code. A lot of people think that they're rebuilding, retooling, whatever you want to call it. But man, you got Aaron Donald on one side. He's going to win you a couple games. You bring back a healthy Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay. You know he's still the the, the little boy wonder, right? When it comes to the offensive side, offensive guru. So you never know what happens. Do we have your? Uh, do we have Ashley's? We have mine too. And although, listen, this is mine. Oh, I do have the Panthers. You know what? Leave the Panthers up there. We never swapped <laughs> so them. So there, see? We never swapped yeah. them for the Lions. I was going to swap <laughs> them for the Lions, but I, th now that it's up here, it's written in stone. Um, see, you're just getting on me, talking about contradicting myself. No, because I And you no, forgot who you had in I the playoffs. I didn't forget. I remember that in real time, I asked to switch out the Panthers for the Lions. But since that's not what happened, let's just keep it how it is. Yeah, can we throw that back up there for a second so I can um, look at that? But I had the Seahawks. Had the 49ers. Seahawks was a wild card for me. I did wild cards and uh, division winners. Um, yeah, I like my list still looking at it. The Broncos maybe. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Why you do that? Russell Wilson looked good. The, the first Broncos game. Broncos don't look good. The, fir the, first, the, first, the first preseason game, uh, Sean Payton kept his starters in, what, for two quarters? which is unheard of in, in, in the first game. And then his last game, they went out there. He saw what he needed to, what he needed to see. Russell Wilson looked quick. He was fast. Yeah. They got in and out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I had, the, I had the Broncos in here, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson. Um, but a lot of injuries have plagued this team very early in the season. Like, and I just... I put them in there on the strength of Russell Wilson and Sean Payton alone. So look, I'm not a true believer though. So let's do this, right? You have Ashley's and Brandon's way too early playoff pitcher. We love to go through these exercises, right? Even awards, et cetera, et cetera. How about before season one, we go. You mean week one? Week one. So sorry, week okay. one, we go out there and we actually say, okay, here's what we're doing, right? Okay. This is our here's our predictions for the year. We solidify them. Okay. Does that seem fair? That's how that works for me. Okay. In the meantime, though, we're going to switch gears from Russell Wilson to another guy that Brandon Marshall loves oh. very much, and that's Aaron Rodgers. Because Aaron Rodgers recently sat down with CBS New York and gave a little bit of information about Zach Wilson and says that he plans to pass the torch to him um, when he's all said and done with football or the Jets. Just take a look at this. Uh, being able to win here would be really, really special. Um, but uh, why limit it to one? You know, I don't plan on this being a one and done. So uh, I think we're going to be competitive here for a long time. I'd like to be able to play a few good years here and then hand it right back off to Zach and right. let him go for the next 15. And it'd be a really special, uh, you know, 18 to 20 year run of uh, <laughs> great quarterback play. So if you weren't able to listen to that, basically what he said was he plans to play, quote, a few good years and then pass the torch back to Zach Wilson for the next 
15 plus years. Um, I think it's a very nice sentiment. <laughs> Aaron, I love this new leaf <laughs> that you have turned over. You were once very standoffish and aloof. Um, and now you're just like this nice kind of cuddly, just teddy bear that people want to hang out with. You know, you're wearing chains, you yeah. got handshakes with your teammates, you're laughing, you're smiling, you're looking fantastic shape, but you're a little bit off your rocker here. I don't know if it's the ayahuasca, oh. you took too much. 15 plus years of Zach Wilson, are you for real? Zach Wilson will be lucky if he's there next season. Well, so here, here's what I would say. And when Aaron Rodgers passes the torch, Brandon, right. there are going to be a lot of other quarterbacks that have come in and out of the draft. Zach Wilson will be a forgotten thought. 15 plus years of Zach Wilson, that means you think he's your franchise quarterback when you hang it up? Yeah. You're nuts. So, 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 look, the market always corrects itself, uh -huh. okay? Um, and then also, I think that, you know, and, well, it's not think, the NFL is a copycat league. Mm -hmm. So now teams are going out drafting uh, these high-profile quarterbacks in the first round, top of the round, and mm -hmm. they're expecting them to play right away. Mm -hmm. They're expecting them to be Andrew Luck. They're expecting, expecting them to be, you know, uh, 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 Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, right? But the reality is, if you go back to like where we always were, quarterbacks used to sit. Aaron Rodgers sat. You understand? So like, maybe Aaron Rodgers, you know, could have got it done in year two, year three. He sat a couple years behind Brett Favre. Mm -hmm. But I, I would say that he learned a lot. Good, the bad, and the ugly. And so, I like this. And I do believe Zach Wilson can play 15 years is a lot, but basically what he's saying is, look, this kid is good enough to where he can be the face of the franchise for a very long time. Whether that's 10 years or 15 years, I think that's the message that Aaron Rodgers is saying. He has all the intangibles. Like, he has the flair, he has the fortitude. Ah, no, nah, I can't say that. I said that when he was coming out in the draft. I was about to say he has the fortitude for the big city, but we saw him... We saw him uh, 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 buckle a little bit last year when the pressure, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit start hitting the fan. You know, Zach Wilson starts shriveling up a little bit. But I do believe that he has the oomph and the strength to be able to deal with that New York market. But you're talking about talent? Super talented. The difference between guys like him and Aaron Rodgers is more so, like, mindset and IQ. So now sitting back and not having the pressure and the weight of the, the, the franchise on you, and learning from Aaron Rodgers, he absolutely, if he's patient, if he and his team is patient, he absolutely could be the quarterback that he passes it to. And it could be sooner rather than later because if, the, if the, the Jets go out there and win the Super Bowl this year, I think this man retires and he passes the torch. If they don't, I think you get two years out of Aaron Rodgers, maybe three. So now Zach Wilson's going in year four, year, well, year four, year five. Perfect timing for this, this young man. Uh, Baker Mayfield rushed. I felt like Baker Mayfield should have stayed with the Rams. Mm -hmm. The Rams was high on him. This organization really loved what he did, and he could have been past the torch. I think that if Zach Wilson doesn't rush this and try to play, and because there's going to be other opportunities, right? If he stays, this could be the, a perfect storyline for the Jets and Zach Wilson. I totally disagree. Mm. 
I think that you've seen what Zach Wilson is as a starting quarterback prior to Aaron Rodgers getting there. And look, I will say a lot of the things that went wrong were not his fault. The team was kind of in a weird space. Coaching was in a weird space. Not all of the yeah. not all of the fault falls on Zach Wilson. Not going to do that. You saw bits and pieces of who he was and what he could do. And yes, it was enough to kind of say if he had X, Y, and Z, he could be X, Y, yeah. and Z. But he didn't. He wasn't. Aaron Rodgers comes in. And also, before we even get to Aaron Rodgers, let's not ignore the fact that the locker room did not like him. That's true. It, the, they turned on him. The quarter, the quarterback, the success relies on two things: his talent, actually a few things, his talent the coaching staff, right. the team, but also his ability to relate and have a relationship with his teammates, That's as right. you know. The locker room could not stand this guy. They mm -hmm. did not have a relationship with him. They didn't want to develop a relationship with him. How do you form, How do you go ahead and garner success when the guys that you are responsible for leading don't want to be around you? So I can understand, yes, in terms of talent, in terms of molding and developing talent, you can go ahead and say Aaron Rodgers would be perfect for him. I agree with that. But I still don't think that would make him the quarterback that the Jets need. I think Zach Wilson, at best, is a backup quarterback. He right. is not a franchise quarterback. And if he is, he is not a let, franchise let me, quarterback in a New York market. Well, well, the first, maybe Minnesota. The, maybe something that's a little bit more off the grid. Well, the first, question, the first question we have to ask ourselves, right? Does he have the physical talent? Does Zach Wilson have the physical talent to be? Yes. Okay, so great. Super talented. And you can see it now, right? Like, he's throwing the ball. Like, he always had that flair. He was a, always a fan of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Now, what he's doing in the pocket, throwing off one leg, sidearm, like, he's literally taking, you know, he, uh, he's modeling his game after Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he has the talent. Um, sitting on the sideline, Right, because there's two things you talked about. You talked about, you know, can he go out there and correct his mistakes from when he started? So there's the mental uh, uh, mistakes, mm -hmm. sitting on a bench behind a Hall of Famer, first ballot, ballot Hall of Famer, will give you the opportunity to do that, right? Not mm -hmm. everyone takes advantage of it, mm -hmm. and some people just don't have it, right? Some people are just slow blinkers. They will mm -hmm. never get it. But I believe Zach Wilson has the IQ to be able to sit back and process without the pressure and say, damn, okay, this is how I, I go through my progressions. This is how you go through a two-minute drive, or this is how you communicate with your teammates. Now let's go to the teammates. Humility. Sometimes you got to be humble. That was the problem, so you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. So I can see Zach Wilson sitting back saying, fuck, I went through a lot last year. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the most humbling moments of my career of my life mm -hmm. and fixing those things Aaron Rodgers was the same guy you just talked about but that, I think that Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers haven't always been liked by everybody and even his teammates but, but now look at him he hasn't but you can't be unlikable and not talented true you can you got to pick a struggle you true. know what I mean like you can be people cannot like you but you are just a freak of nature like yeah. you bring wins Michael Jordan wasn't always liked by his teammates, but he was, good. But he was a winner. That's so right. that overrode the fact that you didn't always like him because he won. Zach Wilson can't be unlikable and then stink up the joint. That's not how that works. I truthfully believe is the physical talent there, yes, 
But physical talent doesn't physical talent doesn't always equal success. So you don't believe in forgiveness. You don't believe that people it's can not, change. I don't think that he. This is not like he did anything. It is. No, it's not forgiveness for what. But what I'm saying, basically, basically, you're saying forgive him you're saying, for not being a right fit. You're, you're saying the kid had mono first off, right? Like they're. they're oh my God, Brandon! <laughs> I had mono in high school. But okay? you I was okay in a But week. he missed so much time. So that I think the first year he might have had mono. The second year, I think that may have been him. Uh, can we look at the, his like his injury history? And then like the second year, he dealt with something. He came out and dealing with all the other things. But I, I brought up forgiveness, and you know, you, you don't believe people can change it's, because I, I, I don't... because the kid had a, a rocky start to his career. Right now, being able to sit back and think about like how do I get better? You've changed. Sometimes... You you've worked on yourself, right? No, but we... what I'm saying is sometimes look at look at Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold was given a crap hand when he was with the Jets. That's and right. when I interviewed uh, now Chosen Anderson, he said the same thing, that Sam Darnold was given a crap chance at the Jets. He got to Carolina, and that was supposed to be, what, his second coming, his, his, his revival. It wasn't. Your physical talent doesn't always equal success no. when it comes to being a starter quarterback. I can give you another example. Look at Josh Rosen. Okay. Josh Rosen has he been He was on trash. He was trash. That was a mistake. They should have never drafted that guy in the first round. Never drafted that guy. What I'm I saying is, is Zach Wilson, yes. Does he have physical talent? Does he have certain attributes that make him, that on paper make him a great starting quarterback? Yes. Can he get better? Yes. Mm -hmm. Can the leadership of Aaron Rodgers help him get better? Yes. Do I think that he will be the franchise quarterback that leads yeah. the New York Jets for X amount of years? I don't. You're also negating the fact that a lot can happen in two, three years. Let's say Aaron Rodgers plays, let's say he plays four or five He's more not years. playing four or five more okay, years. Let's say go he ahead. Plays if you three, want to do that, let's go. Let's just go. do an even number. Let's say, not an even number. Let's, let's do an easy number. Let's say he plays five more years, minimum. Okay, Okay. Go. Four to five more years. Okay. You he, mean to tell me in four to five years that there may not be a quarterback that comes up through the draft that makes you forget Zach Wilson even exists? You're putting a it lot depends. of stock that there aren't going to be better quarterbacks as an option okay, so to take you over the lot. New York Jets. So, so first, I don't think if, if Aaron Rodgers plays four to five more years, uh, Zach Wilson probably won't be there. Why? Like, I think this is year three for him. You know, so like you have the rookie option. So I think unless the Jets want to go out there and mm -hmm. pay two quarterbacks a massive amount of money to keep it while, you know, keep Zach Wilson until Aaron Rodgers retire. I don't think that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but in practice, you're seeing this guy every single day. Mm -hmm. You don't know what you're going to get. You just named a few guys, Josh Rosen. You just named uh, uh, Sam Darnold, you, even Zach Wilson. You go out and draft these guys in the first round and they bust. They're bust. They turn into bust. Mm -hmm. So now you got Zach Wilson that's there learning from Aaron Rodgers that understands your system. So I'm, I would say if Aaron Rodgers is still with the Jets four to five years from now, then probably Robert Sala is still there, uh, uh, Coach Sala is still there, the head coach, the offensive coordinator, maybe he's still there. You know, if they're having that much success, they may get plucked and they may have get, get other gigs at the college level, maybe another head coaching gig, but the system is still the same. So now you have a guy that's been in your system for a couple of years learning behind Aaron Rodgers. That is the perfect situation. Like to pass the torch to that guy than someone you uh, unknown. I'm not and even talking also, about him first. What about and a also you're seeing him? So like if you're seeing him every day making the right decisions, you're seeing his growth on and off the field. I'm going bet with that guy than some unknown. I don't care if it's a Heisman Trophy winner because you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, 
This is a this is a great discussion, but I would say this too. The last thing I would say, Ashley, um, and then you can you know respond or push the conversation forward. Um, Zach Wilson, he has the talent, and he's in a perfect situation, and it seems like he's been humble. I think that he's going to take advantage of his time in New York behind Aaron Rodgers, and so you know time will tell. But if I am uh, if I'm going to make a bet on who's the next quarterback, I'm betting on Zach Wilson being the next quarterback for. I'm not, no, no, I don't disagree that he would be the next quarterback. I just don't think he's going to be the franchise quarterback. I think he is. I think he would be a what we thought Geno Smith was going to be in Seattle. He's I so think that he is going to be your in-between quarterback, your quarterback, mm. your transitional quarterback, your guy who after you go ahead and you have, let's say they win a Super Bowl, you win the Super Bowl, but you're not good and you're not bad enough to where you're not going to be competitive. You weren't bad enough to where you have a top draft pick, but you're not good enough to win a Super Bowl. He's right. going to be your quarterback. Mm, okay. And that's only going to be until they find their next guy. Right. So I, I agree. He will lead the Jets at so one point, to find but guy, he's though. not going to be the guy. But it's so hard to find a guy. It's so hard to find. It like, is. Y'all got, like, the Cowboys have Dak Prescott. And you got him what? A top what 10 round did you get him in? Was it fourth? It was, I believe, the fifth round. Yeah. So, okay, you got Dak Prescott, and, and people are saying, we don't have a quarterback. We're still looking for a guy. It's so hard to find a guy. You know, like, the quarterbacks don't grow on trees. They don't. You know, Zach, you know, sorry to get off topic here, but, and you know how I feel, and I did a whole little segment here, but, like, you look at Dak Prescott mm -hmm. through the first nine, ten years and compare him to Tom Brady's numbers, Peyton Manning, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees. Mm hmm his numbers are right there or better than all those guys. But we're sitting here saying that he is not good and we're ready to move on from We Dak aren't Prescott. sitting here and saying that. You've never heard me say that. No, not, I'm talking about like uh, the sports, majority of the sports world okay. is against Dak. That's all right. They also thought Carson Wentz was better than Dak Prescott. Look at that now. <laughs> he was for one year. 2018. He was never better than that. 2018. Prescott. You would have voted for Carson Wentz if he didn't get hurt. I would have voted for Carson Wentz. Yes, you would have voted for I Carson. I would have voted for he Carson. He was Wentz. that good in 2018. I would have voted for a Philadelphia Eagle quarterback. Yes, too. you had to. Then you're not real. Then you gotta give show That's love a, is respect. No, I absolutely do not, and I absolutely will not. Moving on. <laughs> Speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, Brandon, have you ever flown a plane? No, I have not. You've never flown a plane. Have you ever been in a plane that your teammate was flying? Hell no. Have you, ever been in a have you ever been in a plane that another football player was flying, maybe not a teammate? No, and I would never do it. Why? Well, before, before you answer that, sit on I that for this. a second. Okay. Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Brandon Cooks flew his teammates, Micah Parsons and Stephon Gilmore, in a plane over the weekend while they were in Seattle. He just got his um, pilot pilotling, pilotling, yeah. Lights, pilot license, simplify it. And um, he took them over a very scenic view, and we have the video. Take a look at this. Look how nice this is, Brandon. Yo, this is dope, but it's also scary. Look at Micah, he's in the back, big as hell, in that little back seat. All right, so, so, Ashley, what I was looking for, but I couldn't see, and I still don't have the answer to, uh -huh. did he have a co-pilot? He did not have a co-pilot. 
how do we know that? Well, it says hopefully Cooks can become a co-pilot to the high. Uh, it doesn't show that there was anybody in the seat. I with know. Him, though. If he had a co-pilot, Gucci. I don't think he had a co-pilot. He had to have a co-pilot. I think it's dope that Brandon Cooks um, has his license. Mm -hmm. uh, can we see the video again? Maybe I know, can stare at it long enough to see if I can see the It probably takes, what, three years uh, t to go through everything, get all your hours, to go up there by yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I would be okay with going up with Brandon Cooks or a teammate if there was an experience. <laughs> when I say experience, I mean 10, 15 years of flying a plane. Yeah. Um, if he had a co-pilot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the video again and see if I can get a better look at it. It had to, like, because you got the archer, so Brandon Cooks, he's flying. This person who's filming this had to be maybe his co-pilot. And, like, what, you know how much money's on that plane? Brandon Cooks, Micah Parsons. I can't tell. Yeah, I can't tell if there's Gilmore. a co-pilot. Well, look, that's, that's, I mean, that's 500 million right there. I know Jerry Jones is sitting here like, what the hell are we doing? Your boy Russell Wilson has his pilot lead license. I didn't know that, really? Russell Wilson, I believe, knows how no, to... No, he doesn't. I can look it up right now, no, but I'm 90% sure he does. Well, I, I don't know Russell Wilson. He has his pilot's license? I believe he took... Interesting. He probably took lessons, but he, he, there's no way Russell Wilson has his He's license. He's a helicopter pilot. There's no way he has his like. Yes, he has. His, he's been a helicopter pilot for at least a year, and this was in 2018. He's flown Sierra when he was in Seattle. He flew Sierra over like the the needle and like whatever that's called in Seattle in the helicopter. And he was piloting himself. <laughs> so so uh, now, how do you feel? Would you I go? Don't, up? Would I, you I go? don't believe it's Cap. He was flying cap, it. Cap, cap, cap. He was cap, literally cap. in the plane. He was in the helicopter flying it himself. Would yeah, you but go you can have a co-pilot. No, it was I've him. sat there. I've sat it there. Was I got video. Sierra only. No, no, yes, hell I, no. I can hell get the no. video. Show me the video. I'll show you the there video. There's no way there was a co-pilot. Uh, fun story. When I played in New York, I was there for three years. Lived in Brooklyn. Obviously, Ashley, where's the Jets and the Giants at? New Jersey. They're in New Jersey, right? So, going out to Florham Park. You're talking about in the morning, it's almost an hour uh, commute. And on the way home, it could be two hours. Uh, so, woo. Oh. Okay, there we go. Mm -hmm. So what, end up, what, what I end up doing when I was in New York, I would take a helicopter to practice, mm -hmm. all right? And I was inspired. I fell in love with helicopters. It only takes 45 hours for you to get your license and go up there by yourself and fly um, uh, 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 a, a chopper. He's Hold on, here's the video. The you gotta show, you, they got it. Can you guys see it? There's a guy right there. Yes, he has a co-pilot. Okay, but he's that's what I'm saying. It. He's not you. He flew her over Ashley, Seattle. Ashley, if you go in the chopper today, get in the chopper. If you go in the chopper today, you can sit in that same seat, and and you can touch, you can do all of that, play like you're doing it. He was actually flying it though. Cap. Oh my Cap. God, the man has his license. Cap. I think that is cool. Where, do, where does it say he has his license? It's all over the internet. He even announced that he had his license. I thought I would have he my license He had it for about now. a year. Um, and Sierra was even documenting him taking lessons when they, he lived in Seattle and, and learning. And he's had it for over, like, a few years now. This was in 2018 he got it. Okay. All right. All right. Shout out it to him. Just add, just add that just to the, the Russell Wilson checklist of all the things that Helicopter. he has. You know That's dope. Mean? Um, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm one that believe in zombies. I think that there will be um, a, a, a zombie takeover. It's called the zombie apocalypse. Apocalypse, yes, that's mm -hmm. right. Um, so really believe in that. It's so crazy you're bringing this up because I had this conversation with my parents, my family yesterday. Really? And I was saying that like, we were talking about like- Need who, a chopper. Who would survive the zombie apocalypse? Like who would you want on your squad? And I was like, look, 
you would definitely want me on your zombie apocalypse team because I have the knowledge. I've like watched every season of The Walking Dead. Yep. Um, I've watched The Last of Us. Also, I'm strong. Like I can, <laughs> I am. I work out. I do how tall are you? I'm five How seven. much you weigh? I'm five seven. Don't ask a woman how much she weighs, but I'm. I about, thought those days were over. I'm about one forty. Um, <laughs> but I'm strong. Like I can lift things. I can like. I'm not I'm like. Not giving you strong. I'm not strong like you, but I'm strong enough to where like I could fight somebody, like a zombie, and like be able to hold a weapon and fight somebody. I can run. Nagin. I can, what do you mean? Or Keon, I, Keon can, you like, come, can you come here real quick? Oh my God. Can, can, can somebody just like lean on her and see if you can, if she can push you off? I can totally push me take Keon this. off me. Let's what do see. you mean? Come on, Key. This is like insane. What come do you on, want, Key. you want me to do it sitting down? No, yeah, sit down. So he wants to test his strength. He's higher up than Key, me. just like lean on her like this, right? So like no, in front of her, in front of her. What? Don't kick the table. Now just lean on her. See if she can get you up. No, like what do you in her lap. Yeah, like get up, get up. <laughs> oh my God, stand up. You can't get up. Wait, I didn't know. I didn't know. That she couldn't get doing. up. Wait, he lean on me and I have to stand up. You have to get up without oh, knocking okay, the table go ahead, over. Go ahead. You well, gotta the like table's like whatever. So like lean on her. Lean on me yeah. and I have to get up. Wait, let me do it like this side. So no, no, she's hard trying to angle. Okay, go, go, go. Try to lean on me. No. Key, like, really, don't let her up. <laughs> She's supposed to be strong. I'm at a disadvantage. The height disadvantage. Nobody would even do If I stood up and he okay. tried to push me, he would not be able to So you're me. smart. You've watched all the seasons. And you, we Keon. minus strength. Let's take the strength No, away. I'm strong. I'm not strong like Thanks, you. Thanks, But I do Pilates. I work out so I can lift things. I can chop things. I can, like... I may not be able to like lift a car, but I can lift things. Ashley, like, I'm in season three of I'm Walking Dead, enough. you remember the scene when there's a zombie on you land? Like a yes, zombie I'm could be 200 pounds. I can like chop it up. I'm athletic enough where I could do that. Like I'm athletic enough where okay. I could fire a gun. Like I'm, I'm that's what I mean by that. Like right. I can't like go in the ring 12 rounds with a zombie, but like I can go ahead and kill one. <sighs> what? Know. Thank you. And like, I'm an inch taller than her. It's a movie. All I'm saying is like, I, if the zombie, that, you know what, Brandon? All right, you know what? My team's gonna live, your team, I don't know what's gonna happen to your so team. So the reason why we got on, my team's gonna have a helicopter. And that's why and I need to hurry up and get. And power it? With what gas? Oh, we're gonna have gas. Where are you getting There's it gas. Once you run out and of gas, it's gone. Did they, did they not have cars and vehicles? And, and when they ran out of gas, it was over. Correct. And we're gonna keep flying until we oh <laughs> we'll make sure we have what we need. Okay. Right? So uh, we're gonna have a helicopter. And we got on this conversation because uh, Brandon Cooks was flying like a prop plane mm-hmm. with his teammates. Um, I know Jerry, Re- Jerry Jones is probably looking at this like, what the hell are we doing? There's $500 yeah. million. Dollars on this plane, anything can happen. I don't know if there was a co-pilot, and then we stumbled uh, mm-hmm. uh, on the Russell Wilson helicopter story, and then we got on this apocalypse. And I'm gonna have a plane, uh, a helicopter, and I'm gonna survive. And well, you're... a helicopter's only like for three people. Yeah, but I'm gonna take a helicopter to like an island where nobody's there. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna be good, we're gonna have everything we need. Oh, so on we're the gonna island. Be good. Yeah, but like a small island. How are you going to get the food and the supplies to the island? On the helicopter, Ashley. How big do you think a helicopter Helico- is, Brandon? And guess what else? And guess what I'm, it, it could be, they could be big. They could be huge. And guess what I'm going to have there? I'm going to have everything I need to start my own little farm, oh plant my, my own little vegetables. On an island? Yes. You think you're going to plant yes. vegetables Fruits. in sand? Fruits. Fishing? Fish? We're going to eat fish? On okay. an island, an island doesn't have. You, it you has think fish, a, but you think what are you planting in the sand exactly? What do you think is going to grow from the So sand? every island mm-hmm. on this planet mm-hmm. 
Just is covered in sand. No, but I okay. mean, you There's no would fertile have to, soil. You would have to map out a very particular That's island. Right. And if you watch The Walking Dead, the zombie apocalypse took over the entire country. It wasn't just Atlanta they not or Miami. Get, they not going to get to uh, Fisher Island. See, this is what... They not going to get to Fisher Island. This is how you fail, because the whole thing is you're supposed to build your own society. You're supposed to bring in doctors and... and Techs and guys and people who can do things that you can't do, wall it up and only allow people in and out to go on hunts to go get food and have your own little civilization that you built. They're gonna be on That's a helicopter. That's how I knew you did. They're gonna That's be on a helicopter. You know you would lose. They're gonna be on a helicopter. Anyways, look. Someone uh, said, "How does this affect LeBron's legacy, though?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk about LeBron's legacy uh, after this break. We talked about so much news of the day: O'Malley's big knockout and also. Uh, Russell Wilson and Sierra choppering around And the town. zombie apocalypse. We'll be back. We'll be back. So when I first got in the league, when I was in Denver, we had all these. DJ Williams used to be on the show. He was the one passing around the uh, Vialysis. Cialis and the Cialis. That's different. Whatever no. it's called. No, Cialis, no, Vialis, But yeah, but oh, we, was doing, we wasn't doing Viagra. Was so what happens is they was passing them out before the game. We was taking them because when, you, when it, it thins out your blood, thins out your blood, energy, and you go longer. I'm not talking about Cialis, and I'm talking about actual surgery. Oh, what you saying? Yeah, like, like enlargement. Yeah, surgery. that's what I'm talking about, enlargement. People be really People doing, be that. doing that. Yes. I ain't never, I ain't know no, I don't know no <laughs> No, no, see, y'all, 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 in, yes. the, in the league? That's how you get suspended. That's how you get suspended. People do that in the NBA? Y'all sure six, sure seven, six, eight, I thought like... What does that have to do with pause. anything? <laughs> Is that a pause? That's a major pause. Pause. I'm just saying. That's major. Oh I never God. heard that. Was, that was he said OD. the shoe size and that, that size are OD. not clicking. Ain't no OD. Let's skip that Ain't part right You heard he said, I'm corny. I'm corny. Let's get back to the basketball. I'm secure in my manhood. I'm sorry. Don't have surgery. This is really happening right now? Brandon. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes. Bro, let me, let me, let me tell you. <laughs> ain't, nobody, ain't nobody getting suspended for taking Cialis. But what's the problem? But OK, let's say they doing that, which you say they doing it. What's wrong with that? Why do they got to be suspended over that if they feel like they need to be? be, be because. It has something in there. Yes. It has a steroid that in there. Same in way it. if you take a steroid. Oh, okay, okay. okay. It's no different than in yeah. the NFL. I forget the player, but there was a player who was um, trying, to, trying to conceive with yeah. his wife, and she was going through, I want to say, in vitro, and she was going through the, fertiliz the, the fertilization of her eggs, and he was on medication to, I think, increase his mm -hmm. testosterone. Mm -hmm. Wasn't doing it to increase his performance. It was to have a baby, okay. and he got suspended because the ingredient in there still comes right. up in a test. You remember so. what Eddie Murphy said on Golden Child? What he said? They say? tried to sell him that stuff to uh, help keep the yang up. What that boy said? <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with my yang. <laughs> <laughs> are you the best defensive player or are you the best player to ever play football? What do you, I'm not saying I'm the best player to ever play football. What about but defense? am I the best defensive player? Okay, if not, who? <laughs> Brandon. Reggie White. <laughs> Reggie White's a great player. And I and I put him up there in the same uh, uh, same classes myself. Every time I walk into a room, 
or I pick up a paper or something. So LT, uh, you know, hey, I see an article, they talk about all these people. And then always at the last, my name always shows up in the last sentence of the last paragraph just before they say greatest of all time. Mm. Okay. Hey, do you think you could have played in this era? Yeah, if I didn't want a paycheck, yeah. Kid <laughs> 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 kicked me out of the game every, every week. Now, but yeah, I can play in an era. I think I can. I mean, I'm, I'm, I am rugged enough to play in this era. I've just, I don't know, it's, that's a hard question. Man. Could you have cleaned your game up, though? The violence, the It was aggression. clean. That was as clean as I could get it. I was clean. Then you can't play yeah, in this era. It might be, it might be a problem. It might be a problem. It might be a problem. I may have to um, play a different position. Maybe have to move to the inside, where uh, where it was a little easier. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Um, now we're gonna dive into some NBA talk. Why and are you I know dressing like me before we even get into NBA? Sorry to cut you off. Why are you trying? Like, who told you to wear black today? Why are you trying to be like me, twin? Every day. Who's telling her this? First of all, for, I'm like Posh Spice. I always wear black. Pot Spice? Posh Spice. Who's that? You don't know who Posh Spice is? No, let me Google her. You don't Posh. know the Spice Girls? Oh, no. You don't know the Spice Girls? Come on now. I, everybody in know here is, uh, knows Victoria at least one That was Posh Spice. was Victoria Beckham. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know her. That's Posh Spice. Name the other ones. Uh, Baby. Baby Spice, Ginger Spice, Scary Spice, Sporty Spice, Posh Spice. That's Don't come for me. That's a I problem. know my Spice Girls. Okay. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, but Posh Spice, a.k.a. Victoria Beckham, notoriously used to always wear black. That okay. was her thing. Posh but, Spice. But um, while Brandon learns his Spice Girls, we're going to dive into some NBA talk. Um, Joel Embiid, he could be requesting a trade sooner rather than later per report. According to Vince Goodwill, many around the NBA believe that Embiid could ask out of Philly very soon amid all that is going down with his teammate James Harden. Now, it is interesting. A report did come out that Joel Embiid, who recently got married, had some Knicks personnel, upper echelon Knicks personnel, at his wedding. Now, people want to go ahead and speculate, what does that mean? Is he going to the Knicks? There has been talk about him going to the Knicks or wanting to play for the Knicks. So, Brandon, what do you go ahead and make of that? Is Joel Embiid requesting out of Philly something that you see happening? And do you make of anything of him having upper echelon Knicks right. personnel at his wedding? So, as the uh, paper route resident NBA expert, I appreciate you tossing it to me first and not giving your sure. opinion. Mm -hmm. um, so that says a lot. I appreciate you, sure. you now recognizing my place in NBA sports talk. Mm -hmm. um, I think it is a big deal that, you know, Knicks, executives, and whoever was there, mm -hmm. um, you know, at his wedding. I think that's a big deal. Do you? Uh, I need to know who. I'll go ahead. I believe it was right? Leon Rose and. and what is, what's his role? Leon, I'll go ahead and let me go ahead and double check all this stuff. Okay, real quick. so so I think that is a big deal. You know, um, there's a lot of uh, tampering that happens in sports, and you know, there's fines and there's different things that they try to put in place to, you know, uh, uh, you know, keep these these things from that happening. 
So but, yes, it was real quick. It was Leon Rose, who was the president of okay. the New York Knicks, and it was William Wesley, who is like his right hand guy. Both attended um, Embiid's recent wedding. So right. yeah, and, and you know that's a big deal. We got to understand their relationship, but. They if used I'm to Joel... also rep him. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, real quick. They used to also rep him as a player when they were agents. Right. So. So that's a big deal. Um, Joel and B, he absolutely needs to ask his way out of town, like try to get get out of town, um, mm. and not wait until the trade deadline, because that's what some was saying that you mm. know he's going to wait till the trade deadline uh, to ask for a trade or take that time. James Harden did it. You need to do it. You know, even if James Harden came back, it's like you're going to waste this whole start of your career, right? Like, you're in the prime of your career. I think the Knicks is a great place because you look at the pieces that they have. It's a really exciting time for the Knicks, but they are like a Joel Embiid away. Um, there are talks as well, like the Miami Heats. The Miami Heat, are they're circling a wagon. Uh, but then you have to ask the question, do you take Joel Embiid or do you take Dame Lillard? I don't think you can take both, right, unless you give up your entire team. So you're believing that Embiid asked out this year? Like right now, like yesterday, you know? You think he does or that's what you want him to do? Of course. Like, I mean, he's a player, right? We talked about this at the beginning of the show, talking about Saudi Arabia and soccer and Neymar, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, when you look at buckets, I think Joel Embiid is a guy that plays for the accolades mm -hmm. and also team success, right? Um, he's a guy that wants it all. He obviously money that comes with those type of guys. So when you look at team success, he, he's not going to get it done in Philly. So why would you stay there? Why are we wasting any time? Mm -hmm. You're injury away from your career being over. You know, every year is putting more wear and tear on your body. Like, you know, like, you you got to find a way to win right now because tomorrow's not promised. Look at his emotion when he won uh, uh, the MVP. Like, he said this, he set, he set out to win the MVP, and he got that done. He's been trying to get that done for the past three years. And he quickly shifted his focus to now it's time to win a championship. I really believe that Joel Embiid wants to win a championship. It's not going to happen in Philly. So why wait? Why wait? If you're Joel Embiid, would you wait? I mean, do you wait to see how the James Harden situation plays out? And speaking of James Harden, before you answer that, James Harden was um, interviewed recently by a local news station. On a dirt field? Um, and at, what was that was, about? It was uh, KHOU, which I believe is Houston. I could be wrong. But, yeah, he was in Houston. And they asked him about his current situation in Philly, and he said, quote, I've been patient all summer. For me, it's just focus on what I can control and getting ready for this season. And he was asked explicitly, does he believe that his relationship with the Sixers is beyond repair? And Harden responded, quote, I think so. So hearing that, and I think that a lot of people, including myself, have kind of led with the fact or now believe that the issue between James Harden and the front office is money. That's right. Is that he was promised a certain amount of money or he was promised a contract and that contract has not been delivered on their end for him to go ahead and sign mm -hmm. and look over. The Philadelphia front office says that they are moving forward with James Harden. They have no intentions of trading him. Um, they expect to see him at training camp. James Harden says the relationship, I think, is beyond repair. We've heard this story before, mm -hmm. not necessarily with Harden, but with athletes. They say a relationship beyond repair. Then they get their contract and bygones are bygones. Do you think that James Harden is that player or the other kind of player? 
I think James Harden um, is the player that stands on principle. Mm. Now, I, Ashley, when, when this first broke a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. One of the first things you said was, it, it feels like this is about money. Mm -hmm. And I said, ah, I, I, don't, I don't think it is. And literally the next day, 48 hours later, you know, everybody was talking about the money. Mm -hmm. And so I now lean towards, you know, what you initially said, that it is about the money, but I, I still think there's more to the story, right? Because yes, money does fix things. At the end of the day, it's a business. And you know, you can do everything you, you in your power to get out of town, but if they keep you, you got to play or you, you got to sit out. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he'll sit out the entire year. But I think there's more to the story as well, which pushes me to, like, James Harden's the guy that will probably, you know, stand on principle. Like, what is really going on with him and Daryl Morey outside of money, right? What was I need to know more about those conversations and what was promised, what wasn't promised, because if Daryl Morey's still there... And you got to see this guy every single day, you know, showing up at practice on a team playing, right? Like, that's an uncomfortable situation for somebody that you lost all respect for. Well, I hear you saying that, and I heard you say before that. Especially of, when there's so many other opportunities. Right. I've heard you say that before, and I've heard you say before also that it's got to be James Harden or Daryl Morey. But playing devil's advocate here, if there was a conversation the year prior when James Harden restructured and left money on the table mm -hmm. so that the team can go ahead, and I believe they used that money to bring P.J. Tucker in, mm -hmm. um, and they said, hey, we're going to take care of you the following offseason. If that conversation did transpire to, between James Harden and Daryl Morey, I hear the whole, like, you gave me your word, X, Y, and Z, and now you're going back, and I hear that. Right. But we can't ignore the fact of what transpired within that year. James Harden was not a conducive part of this Philadelphia 76ers team. In the playoffs, mm -hmm. when Joel Embiid was out, James Harden had one good game in yeah, a series that could have yeah. gone ahead and sent them to the Eastern Conference Finals. He had six points, I believe, in Game 7 or Game 6 or both. Right. Now, if you're Daryl Morey... I'm paying him. Right. But <clears throat> if you're Daryl Morey, James Harden allegedly wants a max extension. But if you're Daryl Morey and you also have to go ahead and and back up your decisions right. to the front office, to the organization as a whole, regardless of what you told James Harden, how do you sit down with the president, with the owner, you're and right, say, right, right. yeah, let's give this man a max extension for six points in game seven? How the hell do you have that yeah. conversation? You can't. It's impossible can. to make that argument. You can. It's Hey, uh, it's either we pay uh, James Harden and we keep the bear in the process together. Mm -hmm. This gives us the best opportunity, right? We may need to add one or two pieces, mm -hmm. okay? And here's what I want to do here. So you got this scenario. The alternative is you lose James Harden. We don't pay him because you're right. We, we all see it. Mm -hmm. He really didn't stand up and be the James Harden that we thought he would be or he can be mm -hmm. or we expect it. But if we walk away from James Harden, then we're probably going to lose the process. And if we lose the process, the MVP of the NBA, then what the hell do we have? So now this whole process that y'all went through over the last five, six years, now you're starting from scratch again and y'all got nothing the done, nothing accomplished. Failed. I don't think so. I, I, I mean, well... I would say this, I don't think that they'll come out the East. So you, you may be right. The process but, has but, but you never know what can happen. You, you know in sports anything can happen, right? Like, 
the Celtics, the Heat, who else is in the East? Like, it's not like, oh, we're not looking at the Warriors mm -hmm. from five years ago. We're not looking at the Chicago Bulls from the 90s. We're not mm -hmm. looking at, you know, uh, LeBron and, and, and D. Wade in 2010, 2011, whenever they got there. Like, this right. is not a, a, a loaded East team. Now, is it competitive? Absolute, absolutely. Right. So, you know, I don't think they'll win a championship, but it's it gives you the best opportunity to win. Because what's the alternative? Tell me that. So you, no you, di you didn't pay James Harden. Now in the process saying I'm done processing, I want out. That's probably what he's saying, and I think he's probably already in said so that. Ways. So now what are we doing? And that's what Here's I Here's the thing, though. James Harden also has to... I hear you say you want out. Yeah. But think about this. You want it out to... Think about, let's let's look at it like this, too. And, and James Harden has to have an honest conversation right. with himself. And it's a hard thing to do when you think that you are a certain type of player or at a certain stage in your career that you're not, right? So let's look at it like this. When James Harden announced via his agent, indirectly, that he wanted out of Philly, did you see any teams knocking down the door to come get him? That's true. Nobody. It's a tough situation. Nobody was trying to figure out a trade package with the Philadelphia 76ers. We want James Harden. Yeah. How can we get him? It was crickets. Yeah. He threw out a line he was interested in Houston. What did Udoka say? It's not going to be a fit here. The Clippers haven't picked up the phone and called for you. Mm -hmm. So you have this ideology in your, you have this idea, this narrative in your head that you are this player, this superstar player right. that can demand a mass extension or I'm walking, except... Yeah. Where are you going because nobody has called for you? Well, you listen, he has a, a smart team around him. Um, he's also smart. It's, you know, he knows basketball. He knows the business. And just like the story before, we talked about tampering and we, you know, we talked about, you mm -hmm. know, Joel Embiid potentially having certain relationships with the Knicks, right? What kind of conversations are they having there? Mm-hmm. James Harden knows who wants him, who doesn't want him, mm -hmm. right? His agents and his team, they've been having these conversations. Now, are these teams willing to give up what, you know, the, the 76ers are asking? Probably not. And so now it's this wait-out game. And that's what James Harden did when he left Houston. And, and I told this story before. Houston wanted Kyrie Irving, and he wanted, they wanted all these pieces. And he said, absolutely mm -hmm. not. Aaron Rodgers, the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers made sure that the Jets didn't give up way too much to get him. Mm -hmm. Remember what the Packers was asking? So that's the situation they're in now. It's not that nobody wants them. It's that no one's willing to pay the price that the 76ers are asking. Which is, so now it takes time. Which is nobody wanting him. Because if you wanted him bad enough, you would pay him. We've seen that before, Brandon. We've seen teams uproot their entire roster to get their hands on a player they wanted bad enough. The Suns did it for Kevin Durant. Yeah, but, but, but they uprooted their entire roster for Kevin Durant. Different situation. For, it's not a different situation because it's when you know you're getting a player that you're going to get results from, you're willing to go ahead and take the hard hit. The Knicks did it for Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, but they you're were in different situations. Carmelo Harden. Anthony was, was still in his prime. KD is still... Uh, James top Harden three is, in the NBA. James, James Harden, Harden is not that. That is my point. Nobody wants him but because even, of that very but, reason. But let's go. Let's let's use Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and the Packers. All right, as a as a as an example. The Jets they probably were they probably would have given up mm -hmm. 
you know, a two number ones or whatever the Packers were asking. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers and players, et cetera, et cetera. Aaron Rodgers, right, and this is player power, and this is why I brought up James Harden when he was leaving Houston when he had leverage going to Brooklyn where he said, no, mm -hmm. I'm, this is the package that y'all need to take. I'm not, I'm not going to Brooklyn. This is not a deal if y'all include Kyrie. Mm -hmm. So he had the leverage. Aaron Rodgers stood up and said, you know what, if it takes two months, which is what it took around two months mm -hmm. to get the deal done. He said, if it takes Again, two months, that's situation. fine. Aaron Rodgers but, brings but the reason, But the reason, why, the reason why it took time, right, is because Aaron Rodgers and the Jets came together and said, you know what, one, two years maybe, right? So why would we give up all of this for you all for one year? What I'm saying is, is we've seen it before and it has happened before when you know that you are getting a player that is going to bring results. James Harden is not worth the problem because he does not go ahead and consistently bring you. He is what if you give up a second round he, or if you give up some slap on the he, end of your but bitch. You're, you have to also, Sorry you're not, you're not, you're you not going to the get NBA, a, at the end of the good. day, a James Harden is going to cost a certain amount. It is right. what it is. But you're not spending that because you know there are no results. And Shams just tweeted out about an hour ago while we were on air regarding the James Harden situation, the NBA probe into this quote liar comment. James Harden told lead, league investigators he was referring to Daryl Morey telling Harden he will trade him quickly following the 35.6 million opt-out in the 2023-2024 season. The 76ers stance is now they expect him expect to keep Harden. So it's not about necessarily just the money. It's about Daryl Morey telling him that he will trade him and refusing to go ahead and do such. Right. But again, nobody's calling. Where do you they, want me to trade you? Well, well, hold on. Stop. Can you please stop saying no one's calling? Because they're, they're... Houston they're, said they don't want them. But there Clippers are people... Clippers haven't made a, 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 a it's move hard, for them. It's hard for me to believe, Ashley. It's hard for me to believe that James Harden doesn't understand, doesn't know his market, right? And that's why I went to tampering. Because what happens before you even ask for a trade, not all the time, but... Most of the time, before you even ask for a trade, your team mm -hmm. is already reaching out to the uh, other teams, he the did. relationships they have, they right? They did, and they don't want him. No, it's not that they don't want him. They don't want him at the price that the 76ers have out there. Even now, do, did what, not say it you mean to tell me? Thing. You tell me it the 76ers? You tell me the not the 76ers? You tell me the Clippers wouldn't take James Harden for two? What I'm saying is Udoka did not mention money once. He mentioned the culture of this team. He has a young group of guys, and James Harden, the player he is now, yeah. is not conducive to what he is trying to build. In terms of the Clippers, the Clippers, have, the Clippers have the assets to right. trade for him. No. But, yes, they do. You can go ahead and uproot some of your players salary-wise, and it would be a swap. They have enough depth on that roster. They can go ahead and do a swap. Of course, but, but we don't know. What? We don't We don't. Do we even know what the 76 are, what they're asking Roughly, for James Harden? there was a, a rough idea. You, you would have to, there were some technical, um, there were some uh, imaginary trade scenarios. But if you're just looking at it for money, for money value. Would you go ahead and trade valuable debt players, role players rather, for a James Harden when you know at some point in the season, let's call a spade a right. spade, Kawhi's not going to play and Paul George is not going to play. Yeah. And they may not play at the exact same time. 
Do you trust James Harden enough to hold down the fort while they're gone? For the I right, don't. No, no, you're, you're right. We don't know what James Harden we're going to get, but what I will say is this. If mm -hmm. James Harden, James Harden, he just dropped 40 twice in the playoffs. Right now, it's not consistent. It's not the James Harden that we saw in Houston in a regular season, mm -hmm. but he has a tendency to fold in the playoffs. But if I can get James Harden at the right price. You mean for low? For low, for sure. But what he he's worth right he, now. But the issue is that he, the issue with Philly is he wants a max extension. Philly won't give him a max extension. Right. And they well, told him that he, that he would be traded quickly after opting out. That's no longer the case. So if he's hell-bent on money, exactly where does he think he's going to be traded to that he's going to get that money based on where or based on what he has done that we have that is our, in our last again, memory? Again, I think that he understands the situation. Remember where he... I don't think he does. Look, what just came out an hour ago, what you just read, that it's more so James Harden told league officials that... Uh, Daryl Morey promised that he would trade him. Mm -hmm. He didn't trade him. So it's about that and not the money. Obviously, money's still involved in this. If James Harden wants to go to the Clippers, he knows that he's not getting the max. I you have Kawhi, huh? I don't how, think he does. How are you going to get because a max you, when you, you can't? You, you, would have to, you would have to clear out cap space no by moving way. players. There's no way. There's Brandon, no it's way. a trade. You, you, I, you would literally I, have to move players to, correct, to Philly. Correct, but you're and not going to bring in, you're not going to have Kawhi Leonard as cornerstones of your franchise um, and Paul George, right, mm -hmm. and bring in a James Harden who everybody knows is struggling and, and give up everybody else who's contributing to your team. I know on paper that sounds, like, realistic, and you would think that a person would adhere to that. But I'm giving we're him too much credit. Of, you're giving him too much credit. He wants to be paid for inconsistency. Think about out of seven, <laughs> out of, out of seven games in that series, he dropped 40, only two of those seven games, and right. then went missing the rest of them. Right. Nobody's yeah. trading for that. We'll, well, keep it a, was the, we'll, it, we'll keep a lookout on it, right. but it's, I, I, don't, I don't see it happening. But what I did see happen, Brandon. Before you move on. Okay. Can I, early, too early prediction on James Harden in Philly? James Harden plays in China. This year. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> he um, said it. You didn't even bring that up. You you, you just read all this stuff. Read that. I'm he not said reading it. that. He, he said, said one day. I'm not going. I'm not going to play that game. He said one day. I don't know what one one day will be. But so, Philly, China, Daryl Morey, China. If it's a money thing, he'll make a lot of it in China. That's what I'm saying. It could be good. Go over there for one year. Build your brand. Even more. Get a big bag and then come back and go where you want to go. Well, he might be like uh, Marbury and never come back. Marbury went, Marbury, Mar Marbury Marbury went over and started a whole family. Marbury's a king in China. They got <laughs> statues of him there. Marbury went over there, not only king of China, but he still lives there. Yeah, he's been he's, done for a couple of years. Like, he got a whole family He's like royalty. There. They have statues of him. Like, right. it's insane. Yeah. James Hart may crazy. never come back if he go over there. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But listen, we're, we're, we're talking about basketball, and we would be remiss to not mention Team USA. They complete a 16-point comeback to beat German, Germany. Team USA defeated Germany 99-91 to complete a 5-0 record ahead of the start of the FIBA World Cup. But Anthony Edwards was the star of the night because he scored 14 out of his 34 points in the fourth quarter alone, helping USA to a 22-5 run to end the game. He had over 30 points in this game. Like I said, 34 points. And Steve Kerr, head coach of Team USA, said 
unquestionably Ant-Man, a.k.a. Anthony Edwards, is the guy. Um, Anthony Edwards is going to be so much fun to watch next season. His game just has elevated and elevated each and every season. I'm a huge fan of Anthony Edwards. Um, You know, a lot of people want to know if he continues to play at an all-NBA level, can the Minnesota Timberwolves be a dark horse when we're talking about the playoffs in the NBA? What do you think? Absolutely. Uh, 100%. Ashley, when you know, I saw that we were going to talk about this, talk about this today. I tried to do some research and I came mm-hmm. up short. You know, maybe tomorrow Wu with our fact checker, expert fact checker, can help me here. But I, I tried to search players who use the uh, Team USA platform and stage to uh-huh. propel Their themselves career. into something greater in the NBA season, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, you know, I don't know if there is any players, but that's what seems like is happening around Anthony Edwards right now. Um, I think everybody enjoys Anthony Edwards on the court and off the court, Mm -hmm. and you see the talent. But what he's been doing uh, over these first few games, and you saw Steve Kerr validate that, it's like some next-level stuff. It's top 10, it's top five player in the NBA type stuff. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's what I'm interested in watching is, is this dude going to propel himself and use this stage to propel himself into, like, one of the faces, like, solidified faces of the NBA? Like, how he took over the fourth quarter? Mm-hmm. He could have did that last year, but he wasn't ready for some reason, or he didn't. So, yes, Ashley, to answer your question, if he continues to play like this, and it's, it's like, obviously, you know he has the game. We've, so, we've seen flashes of this. Like, he's had a great start to his career, mm-hmm. but... Next level, it's like a mindset thing. It's yeah. like shit, like a confidence, like, oh, I, d- I just did it. He has a very vet mindset, which is one of the things I love about him. I mean, there was a video of him, I believe, going against, um, I'm drawing a blank on his name, Jalen. Uh, the kid from Houston? Kid from Memphis. Oh. Um, what's his name? Somebody. Jalen. It's good enough. Uh, is it Jalen? No. What is it? Jaron Jackson, Jalen, sorry. Jaron Jackson, and he was going against him, and he said something along the lines, I thought you were defensive player of the year. Is this all you got? Like, he is a old-school trash talker. If you guys saw Hustle, he's an (laughs) old-school trash talker. His character is very much who he is in real life. Um, I definitely think that Team USA is going to go ahead and win gold. I love his attitude. I love his tenacity. I love his unapologeticness. Um, But I think that why I like it so much is that he doesn't just talk, he backs it up. And it's rare, I feel like, in this day and age, not so much back in the day. Back in the day, I feel like a lot of guys talk trash, but they had to back it up. I feel like a lot of the times now, we get like these younger athletes who talk a lot of trash and do a lot of the chit-chat on Twitter back and forth, but they don't really back it up when it comes to the court and their game. Anthony Edwards is not that guy. He's going to clown you, he's going to trash talk you, and he's going to make sure you feel it on the court. Anthony Edwards is him. I love it. I'm so, here for him. So, so Ashley, let me read you a list of names, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, consider age. Consider mm-hmm. who's in their prime, who's not in their prime. Mm-hmm. Who's in position to pass the torch to the next guys, the Ja Morans, the Anthony Edwards, right? So I'm going to list out these players. Okay. And then I want you to respond on, you know, if Anthony Edwards can break into this elite group, okay? LeBron James. Uh, Too soon to tell. Steph Curry. Too soon to tell. So you're you're just saying off top. I can't do that. That's too soon to tell. 
It's too soon we're to tell. About what four years time, is for him? We're talking about four-time world champion LeBron James. We're talking about three-time world champion Steph but he, Curry. But hold on, like, about, I mean, the reason why I said, remember, I said consider age, mm -hmm. consider who's in their prime, who's not in their prime. Because now LeBron James in year 20. We had this conversation about Messi, and I just brought it up earlier. It's like, well, he's like LeBron James. LeBron yeah. James is not in his prime. He's averaging 19, 20 points now a game. Right, like in the playoffs, he did at least. I don't know what he did in the regular season. Yeah, I still can't. I still can't make that call. Yet. He has to pass it. He has to pass I the torch. I can't make that call yet. When we're talking about world champions, Olympic gold medalists, we're talking about the greatest three-point shooter in the history of okay. the game. You want me to make a comparison? Of no, Anthony I don't want you to Edwards make a comparison. Can... I want to. I want you to tell me where's his place on this list of active athletes or active NBA players, right? So right now, I would say that. You, no, you got I, LeBron James, you got Steph Curry. Top 25, top 30, for sure. Top 25, top 30. Okay, In the let me, league, for sure. So, so let, me, let me go through them real quick. LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, the Joker, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Anthony Davis, Dame Lillard, Luka, James Harden, James Jason Harden's Tatum. James Harden's on that list. He, uh, he's, this, is the, this, is, this is the NBA's faces. Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, Devin Booker, Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, Ja Morant, Paul George, DeMar yes, DeRozan. Yes, on the list. So, exactly. I think that was maybe, what, 15, 20, 20 I, but guys? But I said he's, he's, he's on this, the list. So he's, he's top, top 15. I would, I, I would say to be on the safe side of the pack, and I would have to go ahead and do the list in my head, but I would say top 20, top 25. So, so let me, side. can I get messy? You know, I like to get we messy. We can't because the show's over. You can't get messy. You're going to have to wait Is the show over? Why do y'all tell me real quick? No, no, it's no. Over. no. Sorry. So who you, who you, you taking? You can't get messy. Who you taking? You taking Anthony Edwards or you taking DeMar DeRozan? I'm taking a break. Ah, she's saved by the bell. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us on this Monday. I hope you had a beautiful one, and we will see you guys tomorrow. And Brandon can get messy then, okay? I'm coming okay. back with this list. <laughs> <laughs>